views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. And for those of you that were listening to the last hour on Transformation Talk Radio, we want to welcome you back. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. A little shout-out for Mr. B. Thank you, Mr. B. We have full house in here a Work, little bit. Working ago. hard, working hard. Yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, and we have got a full house right here for you today. You know, I was so struck by uh, the work of, of course, Louise Hay, uh, but Aliyah Cadro and Heather Dane. And, you know, both of, um, well, all three of these women uh, have put their heads together to put, put something that is so extensive um, about their lives and about the lives that we could all live. And they've done it in this incredible book, uh, Loving Yourself to Great Health, Thoughts and Food, The Ultimate Diet. Now, why is this so important? Well, I mean... In the past couple of weeks, I've been really struck by the relationship between our thoughts, the energy that they have, and also recently food and the energy it has. And, you know, maybe it's because of the last show we did together. Um, but I think that it goes even beyond that. You know, we, once we educate ourselves about things it's like you can't go backwards. It's like you can't go backwards. You know, I'm really struck by Louise Hay. If any of you know anything about her, you know, if you go back to the day, uh, I believe she lived in New York City and the work that she did, you know, around so many that were lost to HIV and AIDS. I mean, it is profound to think about someone with her life and her life's journey who has carved such a pathway of consciousness building. And, you know, now to have this, uh, you know, being brought forth uh, by Leah and Heather in terms of now connecting some dots that we have yet to connect. And what I mean by that is, you know, food has energy in it. And, you know, when you hear from Heather, writer, researcher, certified professional coach, you know, she specializes in resolving chronic health conditions. Why? Because we are in an epidemic state. Chronic health, stress, eating disorders, you know, out of balance lifestyles. And her own journey of recovering naturally from a incurable chronic digestive disorder or a so-called one, you know, 
you have to be changed by that. The question then becomes, what are you going to do about it? You know, Aaliyah, as I mentioned in the last show, you know, founder and owner of Solstice, a center for optimal living and rehabilitation through yoga and so forth. Now, look at this. We've got a body movement conversation going on with a mind movement, both of them energetically integrating all of the things we call about holistic living and vibration. And they come up with, along with Louise Hay, a book, Loving Yourself to Great Health, Thoughts and Food, The Ultimate Diet. And I'll tell you, we didn't get to some of the details last uh, last show. So this is part two. Uh, thank you, ladies. Thank you for joining me. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Hey. Pat. We're so glad to be back. Now, look, at, you can certainly correct anything I've just said, but I would love to hear from each of you and introduce yourselves if you would. Uh, I would love to hear from each of you about how your life is changing as a result of doing this book, writing this book. Who would like to go first? Go ahead, Heather. Go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, that's a great question. Um, I think that how how my life has changed is in working with Louise and Alia and writing the book. I got to be immersed in the content. I got to be immersed in. Uh, Louise's body of work, which is absolutely incredible and life-changing, and in the science that that really proves all of what Louise has been saying for decades, and to see how, you know, not it's not like we run around marketing the science that that uh, backs up our spiritual beliefs, but it really does today. And for every single thing that we were talking about from a metaphysical or a spiritual perspective, there was science to back it up, and it wasn't like that. 10 years ago or 10 plus years ago, we didn't have all the, all the science that we have today about genetics and, and about the gut brain connection and things like that. But now we do. And it's just brilliant to be able to see how beautifully the body understands the spiritual beliefs that we all love and value so much. Yeah. And I apologize for mispronouncing, Alia, for mispronouncing your name. I did such a good job last time that I think I just (laughs) fell off the horse here, but I'm sure that you're used to it at this point. I am. I am. (laughs) It's Alia. Yes. So for me, the, yes, I echo everything that Heather said about the process of writing the book was so profound to be in it and to bring together three of us from really different um, continents and where we overlap, and, and how beautiful that came together. And since the book's been out, I'm really having this amazing experience. Um, for me, one of the things that I do is I listen to the stories and bodies. So I hear messages. And, and I've studied an osteopathic system of releasing the organs. So now that the book is out, my scope of feeling has expanded exponentially. And in the first week when people started getting the book and reading this beautiful information that we, we brought together and was focused on us, that was a real shift for me energetically and psychically. So I've been really adapting to what that means and feeling so grateful for this platform that, of Hay House that Louise has created to be able to take such a sweet and beautiful message and give it to the world. And in our last interview, you said something so great, which was this book is about getting back to the basics, getting back to eating the way our grandparents ate, 
and loving our body and, and getting simple again. And I just, I love that you said that because that's so true to how I feel about the book. So being able to share that message and, and bring people back to that uh, simple and profound space. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I was going back and I was looking at the book again. And I was really struck by, um, you know, there's a part of the book where you talk about the brain, where it all begins. Now, my grandmother didn't really quite say, oh, it's the, you know, imagine like this Italian grandmother, right? You know, she, she didn't like say, oh, oh, honey, the brain is where it all begins. However, her philosophy about food and waking was so fascinating. She would never allow any of us to walk out of the house or not start our day with nutrition. And, you know, and she would always talk about, uh, and I don't really, I'm trying to remember the Italian translation, you know, (laughs) about being the brightest, right? Making sure that we were getting off so that we could be the brightest, And that's a very poor translation of the Italian. But it started with food. So here's my grandmother, right? Italian grandmother, best meatballs on the planet. I actually have the secret recipe. But, But here she is. And she would not let me, my sister, my cousin Billy, none of us walk out of there or do anything, not play, nothing before we got some food. Because in her mind, there was this relationship. Now, I would like to ask you, uh, how true was that, uh, you know, and how does it translate today to the world we live in? I think for me, um, in, in looking at how food impacts our bodies, because I had such a dysfunctional relationship with food, one of the things that I had to learn was how to... Um, I sort of had to relearn how to eat and relearn what food meant to the body and mm. to my mind. And, you know, when we're born, we have this, there's this clump of tissue, and that clump of tissue separates. So one of the first things that happens in the embryo is we get one clump up into the brain and one clump down into the gut. And they're connected by something called the vagus nerve. And so there's 24-7 communication going on all the time. And what we haven't been taught is how important what we put into the brain and what we put into the gut is for that communication to happen. And I think of that communication as connection. And as I looked at sort of my experience and my journey and coming back to eating well, I started to look at the fact that when I take in the lang- when I take in food that, ha- that is connected to nature, so something natural, food that grows, and I take it into my body, I'm taking the language of nature into my body. When I take a processed food into my body, and I became very aware of this as I, would, as I would eat a processed food, there was no language because it's devoid of most of the, the best parts of, of, the, of Earth, and it's replaced with chemicals. And not only is it replaced with chemicals, it's replaced with the, the affirmations in a company that's looking for us to eat more. So we've got all of those affirmations of eating more going into this processed food. And when we take that in, that's the language we're taking into our bodies. It's not satisfying, and we want more. And so I think that, you know, becoming aware of what this connection, what this feels like, and what it's doing in my, in my gut and what it's doing in my brain was, was huge. And, you know, for me, the next piece of that, as I thought about this idea of nature, is we talked, um, Pat, last in the last show about how in the Industrial Revolution there, we had this huge focus on machines. 
and all the people moving into the city. So we moved away from the land and, and growing our food and eating from the land, and we moved into a place where machines were manufacturing food with non-food ingredients. And if you think about our over-focus on food a couple hundred years later, or machines a couple of years later, it's like we're treating ourselves like machines. Machines, just you push the button, they go on autopilot, and they keep going until they get clogged. And when they're clogged, we stop and we slow down and we fix them. And that slowdown is our opportunity to rest. And during that rest, it's a crisis. And it's the same thing with us, with our bodies. We seem to put ourselves on autopilot and we keep chugging along and we keep getting things done. And we get clogged or sick. And that's when we stop and rest and we finally, and we have something to do. But at that point, we're depleted and we're in crisis. Yeah. And I think that if we were to, had that connection back to the land, and the connection that the food was giving us, we would, we would understand nature a little bit better. When you understand nature, you know when it's time to rest and you know when it's time to act. And you have a better sense of what those cycles are. And I think we've just kind of moved a little too far. And, mm-hmm. and we're, we're expecting so much of ourselves that, that we don't stop and say, I, it's time for me to take care of myself until we've sort of gotten into that sick or clogged mode. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is really kind of now, you know, the lead in for what we'll talk about when we come back from break, because, you know, I I think about um, the connection that we make and what we're actually putting in our bodies. And and even those of us that, you know, have a lot of information and data, you know, we are. And and this happened to me this morning. You know, it's kind of like, wait a minute, I have a choice now. You know, do I stop at that fast food place and get myself breakfast or do I maybe stop at the QFC and see if I can get a salad or something like that? And it's interesting that somebody like me would even think, by the way, to stop at that fast food place. But this is how immersed we are in thinking we don't have the time. So I love, love, love some of the things you've put in here. When we come back, I would love to talk with you both about some of the noteworthy supplements that you mentioned in the book. We're also going to share some recipes. We're going to talk about, you know, some homemade things that can change your life. Stay tuned. We will be right back with the show. Loving yourself to great health, thoughts, and food, the ultimate diet. We'll be right back. She's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her head. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm here to rave about my favorite dressing and marinade, Galeos Marinades. As hearty vegetables such as Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and pumpkin replace the waning fruits of summer on supermarket produce displays. When I want to add that special touch to my fall dishes, I reach for Galeos Miso. Whether it's the Miso Caesar, Dijonet, Ginger Wasabi, and the newcomer, Southwest, I know that I'm going to prepare a fabulous dish. Galeos dressings, which are made with all natural ingredients, have no MSG, and are gluten-free, and should all be part of a well-stocked kitchen pantry. But perhaps the Miso Caesar adds that special something to fall's bountiful harvest. The culinary masterminds behind Galeos Miso dressing, chefs Andre and Gordana, have just developed several of their favorite easy-to-prepare and healthy fall recipes that include their miso Caesar dressing. So visit GaleosCafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S Cafe.com for your special fall dish. 
always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Are you interested in helping others by tapping into something more? Do you want to play a bigger role in the shift that is occurring on the planet? The 111 Activation is an energetic session which has helped many worldwide to quickly transform their lives for the better, to gain greater clarity, experience deeper spiritual connection, and express their soul's truth. You too can learn how to facilitate this powerful energetic activation for your friends, family, and clients even if you have had no previous experience. Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for the 111 Activation Training Seminar in Seattle, November 15th and 16th, to learn a process that is being called expansive, life-changing, and profound. Come be a bigger part of positive change for others. For more information, please visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Or call 425-999-9836. 425-999-9836. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Loving Yourself to Great Health, Thoughts and Food, The Ultimate Diet. I'd love to give a copy of this book away. And we're going to talk about some more detail in here, uh, Alia, Heather, that we didn't talk about before. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, because there's so much in here, I really am so interested in some of the things you've discovered that if people were to, like, plug into our mainstream media today, they wouldn't, like, get information uh, about some of this. There's client stories in here. There's actually a grocery list that you could take with you, a roadmap for your health, and so forth. So we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one copy of the book, love to give it away, 1-800-930-2819. If you give us a call, we would love to get that information. Um, what's the best website uh, to send people to, Heather? For the book? Yeah, uh, for you, the book, everybody. Okay, so for for the book, we are Hay House is fabulous in that they're giving away um, some free gifts if you order it between now and November 30th. So you can go to the hayhouse.com website, and when you buy a copy of the book, you get those free gifts. So definitely take advantage of that because that goes away on November 30th. And then um, my website is Heather Dane, D as in David, A-N-E.com, and Alia is Alia Cadro, A-H-L-E-A. K-H-A-D-R-O.com. And we both have um, active Facebook presences where we really like to interact with people that reach out to us. And Heather often put, 
new and wonderful recipes on there. Awesome, because the recipes are delish. They um, are. Yeah. I want to have a little chat. I know we're going to cover a bunch of things today, but I want to have a little a chat for a minute about, you know, what you've discovered on the way to the supplement market. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, there is a pill, potion, or lotion for a lot of things. And I know that you both um, don't really uh, talk about a gen- like a general uh, prescription for people. I know that everybody's different. But you had to discover some things along the way in the supplement world, which are very different today than perhaps they were, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And I would love for you to talk about that for a minute, if you could. Well, the supplement industry is is definitely changing. And and I think that companies are seeing the um, exponential growth and possibility for it. So um, one of the things when I look at look for good supplements, I look for what are called excipients. Excipients are toxic tag-alongs that people use or supplement companies use in the making of their products, and they're toxic. And they might be minute amounts, so they don't actually have to be listed on the ingredients. They could be when they say other ingredients. One of the biggest ones is called magnesium stearate. I've seen um, shellac. unbelievably like shellac in in a supplement. And what they do is they'll use that to make it shinier or they'll use corn syrup to make it sweet. Um, So when you've got a fluffy herb and you want to pack it down and make it dense into a capsule, they use the magnesium stearate to stick to it. And all of these are things used to yield more product, to make more money. So I really like to find companies that aren't using those. So they're not just out to make the best money, the most money, but they're out to really help people. So magnesium stearate is, is a really good one to look for in the ingredients. If it doesn't have it, that's usually in the direction of a good company. Um, I also like to steer my clients towards food or plant-based supplements. Whenever you get into chemical-based supplements, um, you know, your body's going to look at a supplement that is chemically based and say, well, you kind of look like broccoli, I'm going to pretend that you're broccoli and I'm going to process you like broccoli or ascorbic acid is a great one. Ascorbic acid is a version, a part of the vitamin C that some scientists decided was the best part, which we now know isn't. So your body looks at ascorbic acid and says, well, this is kind of like vitamin C. Let's pretend it's an orange. But in fact, your body has to create more heat. The liver has to work harder to break it down because it's not an orange. So I really like initially to steer people towards plant-based. If I'm working with someone we really need to cleanse or it's, you know, we need a heroic healing to happen, I will go chemical for a period of time and really monitor the person. So that is an industry that needs to, um, you know, people need to advocate for themselves and be mindful when approaching that world. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's really fascinating. I was sharing something interesting with you, and maybe you can talk to this for a minute. Um, even though the, the bottle on the outside may say organic, I think you have to read the labels very carefully. I was describing to you that I grabbed something off a shelf, right? You know, because it looked like it was going to be really good. And I can't remember the kind of seasoning it was. Um, oh, I know what it was. It, it said Tuscany or Tuscan seasoning. That's where my family's from. So I thought, oh, that looks good. So I grabbed it off and it said organic. But I didn't read the label. Because 
I, like so many people, you see the word organic and you don't you don't think that there's going to be something in there like corn syrup, which is not something I eat. And so what have you learned along the way to help to help people, you know, really pay attention of things that are on labels? Now, I'm not saying that corn syrup is bad for everybody. I, I don't know much about it, but I will tell you it's not good for me. As a matter of fact, corn in general is not good for me. Uh, and I react to it. What are some of the things you've discovered along the way that are new in the conversation? Even the word gluten, even though we're hearing more of it, it is really relatively new in our society. You know, I I, I think that's such a good question, Pat, because you it, First of all, in looking through this, this confusing supplement industry, it's important to find people that you trust and, and that you can follow because there's always something new coming out. And Ali and I are always looking for, you know, the, the new stuff that comes out when we have to work with a client. We're always looking for, okay, what is the best version of this? And what I love about Alia's practice is that she carries a really beautiful, pure line of supplements and is really committed to that. So I think it's wonderful for people to find um, folks like Alia out there who are carrying products and can recommend products that are that are pure. So number one, I think um, find trusted sources, and we all help each other. You know, we're all asking each other. When I'm not sure about something, I reach out. I'll reach out to Alia. I'll reach out to our other colleagues in the in the in the market and find out what is the best version of this because this is what my client needs right now. And um, I think the main thing is that. We get, we get these shows like the Dr. Oz show, and it's saying, oh, this is, it's green coffee is the best thing. You should, everybody needs to do green coffee, and under green coffee beans. And underneath all of that is the stuff that we don't hear, which is green coffee beans can deplete your minerals. And I think that, that knowing the basics of what our bodies need is the first step. Because if you have a blood test and you now know what your body needs, or you have a genetic test and you now know what your genes are so you know what your body needs. It's easier to design the supplements that you are not getting from food so that you can sort of fill the gaps. And once you know what those are, you can then go to your trusted sources and say, which version of this should I get? Now, there are two um, supplements we talk about in our book that tend to be master keys for most people. One of them is vitamin B12, and particularly methyl B12 or adenosyl B12, which are the two active forms of B12 as opposed to cyanocobalamin, which is sort of a, a not as good of a version. It, it has to still be broken down in the body. And, you know, research has shown that B12 is a master key vitamin. Yeah. So if, if you're having symptoms, you can go look up symptoms of vitamin B12, because if you get tested, your test may actually come out false, and most of the time they do. But if you have depression, if you have digestive problems, if your um, energy is really low, you might have a B12 deficiency. And the interesting thing is that a lot of the magnesium deficiencies are also very much like the B12 deficiencies. And if you think about a cell, the magnesium is on the inside of the cell, and it opens the door for the B12. So they're kind of working together as a team to say, let's give the body the basics of what it needs, and let's make sure that the body has these things. And once it does, what I found is your body starts to realize what else it's missing. So symptoms may start to pop up after you get your body moving in this direction. You're taking B12, you're taking magnesium, 
Your body's now methylating, which means that the nervous system and the digestive system and the hormones and, um, and your sleep cycles, everything's starting to, to shift into the right direction. And when that happens, your body is starting to say, okay, now I need this. Now I need this. And little symptoms are popping up. And so that's when, again, you say, okay, I'm having this symptom. What do I need to, that I'm not getting from my food that I, that I might need to boost my body up with? And this is where things get confusing. This is where people start pulling their hair out and saying, I'm so confused. And yeah. that's, that's why we recommend taking slow, gentle steps. And the book is, is all the way through the book. We're talking about taking slow, gentle steps because I think all of us get so excited when we're taking something good that we want to jam it in and, and heal in five minutes. Right. But, you know, the, the body unfolds. It unfolds. And the healing process is a process of unfolding. And it's sort of like you've unfolded one layer and it's time to put this piece in. And you've unfolded another layer and it's time to put this piece in. So I think finding uh, um, someone, you know, working with people like Alia, working with, with health coaches who can help you on that journey, who can, you know, when the layer opens, know what, what needs to come in, is really important. I think it's really helpful to get through this confusing time. The only people I find who, who need less support are people who are super researchers, and they get in and they're, they're willing to use their body as a lab experiment, and I would raise my hand on that. I usually, I usually experiment with myself a lot when I, when I feel like there's something missing. Yeah, I yeah re- me too. <laughs> we, we all do it, yeah. So we like to do it. And I think, Alia, you're like me. I mean, we like to, we like to have the yeah. experience of it in our body. Absolutely. So yeah. we, can, we can talk to our clients about, okay, this is what it does in the body. This is what it feels like. Right, exactly. Well, let's hold that note because when we come back, we're going to talk specifics. We're going to take a journey. For those of you out there, love having these ladies back. Take a journey. Oh, green drink. Fad or future. When we come back, we'll talk about those. We'll talk about developing a love affair with some herbs and spices. And what about garlic? Do you dare? Uh, That and much more. I'm going to share one of my favorite recipes in the book. And we're going to talk about how easy this is. And, you know, that's a different conversation because most of the time when we chat about making changes, it is like taking a giant bite and becoming completely overwhelmed and exhausted from the chewing process. But that's not what we're going to talk about. We're going to give you some tips. I'm going to share a little bit about what I've learned for myself since the last time uh, we talked about this and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Tune in to Psychic Cup of Coffee with Kelly Sutliff every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Kelly is a 14-year veteran of psychic ability, and she offers inspiration and comfort to those dealing with grief when they have lost a loved one, and also shares with people that the psychic world is very real. Call 1-800-930-2819 during the show with your questions and visit PsychicMediumKelly.com. That's PsychicMediumKelly.com. 
Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, identify your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst and clairvoyant who uses her intuitive and energetic gifts to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. everyone welcome back boy i'm not going to talk about what i just talked about during the break but um i yeah i was talking about uh magnesium here during the break and you know before we continue please give out your websites again tell folks how they can get a copy of the book uh and then i want to talk about green drinks fad or future uh what we should know about that and also some of the delicious spices and and how you've made this so easy. Honestly, all you need to do is, if you're like me, you've taken pages out of the book and Xerox them, and there's your grocery. It, you know, it's like you don't even have to have a brain. You just go to the grocery store and follow the list. But before we jump into that, could you please let us know how we can find out more about each of you? So um, you can uh, read my website on- is Heather Dane. Heather. D as in David, A-N-E dot com. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. And my web address is aliacadro.com, um, dot com, A-H-L-E-A-K-H-A-D-R-O. Sweet. We also love using Facebook, so feel free to find us by the same name, Heather Dane, 
and Alia Kadro on Facebook. Yeah, because you guys share new things that are coming out. You know, the book mm-hmm. is the book, but then you keep us up to date on yeah, stuff yeah. that we really should know. Uh, new recipes, new yeah. supplements. Right. Right. I mean, you know, there's so much that we're bombarded with that have little uh, hooks in them. You know, like I remember uh, a couple of months ago, there was this like fat dissolving pill that, you know, I, kind of, I can't remember the name of it now. But everybody on the planet was like taking it. And I think it was on Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet no no talk about what it does, how much caffeine is in it and so forth. But now let's enter the world of uh, of green drinks, you know. There has been, and, 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 and here's the question, really, fad or future? I know for me, I swore back in the day, you know, you, you are more likely to catch me in a library than you would drink in a green drink. And not that I don't like libraries, but I can't keep my mouth shut that long. Um, and here I am. I'll tell you, I love my green drink. I don't know if it's because of my little Nutribullet, but I love them. And yet we live in a world where people are completely baffled by the powders. Can you help with the powder uh, decision first out of the gate? And then we'll talk about spices. You know, I, I think that try- green drinks are amazing. I think that they're a really great way. You know, it's kind of the, the busy person's um, healthy fast food, I think of it. So in the years I've been working with Louise and she would travel and, and be with, you know, working with so many people and when she would come home, you know, I'd work with her body to get back in balance. When she started traveling with green powder and I would, you know, sometimes do the powder, sometimes get encapsulated version, it's sometimes easier to travel with, you know, the just travel is acidifying or stressful on the body. Driving your car is stressful. The life and the world that we live in is stressful and greens and, of course, a good quality greens, and I'll speak to that, is a way to make your body more alkaline. It's a way to make your body more balanced, to be able to handle the stress, to make your liver softer. I mean, the liver loves green drinks. It loves green powders. So we talked earlier about how to know if it's a good product, and it could say organic and not all the ingredients being organic. So when you read a label, you want to be sure every ingredient says organic organic, mm-hmm. including the spices. If it just says natural flavors, natural spices, that could be MSG. So you want to be sure it says organic spices, or it lists what they are. If they're not listing them, you know, it's either, you know, their special formula or they're trying to hide something. Yeah. So I think that green drink is, um, for me, you know, I'm a mom running a business, seeing clients, I'm very busy, and, and green drinks really help keep me balanced and happy and my organs and my brain functioning the way I want them to. Yes. And, and we have gotten extremely creative. I mean, I love some of the green drinks that you've put in here and uh, I do want to talk to them in a little bit, but I want to ask you something else. It's really fascinating. I shared a little bit about this spice that I bought that did say organic and I've tried to use it now several times. And, you know, when I've used it, the, the next day or later on, like my, my joints are swollen. And so my friend said, oh, it's got to be the salt in there. And so then I thought, okay, wait, let me just try salt. And it wasn't. I mean, isn't a, the body an indicator, like if you're having a reaction to something, and pain could be part of it too, isn't that a sign to say, do not eat that? <laughs> it's it's. I think it, you're right. I think it's a sign to say, step back and find out what's going on here. 
And, you know, speaking of green drinks, um, you know, I, I love the green drink that Alia carries. And, and for years I was drinking green drinks and not feeling right. Some of them have stevia in it. And if I'm just going to drink a green drink on its own, um, the stevia would trick my body into thinking more food was coming and it would it would throw my blood sugar off. Oh, yeah. So I think we have to be very aware when we take things. What's it doing to our appetite? What's it doing to our, our level of cravings? What's it doing to our body? And, and then we can figure out, like you did, you know, you, Dr. Pat, you actually looked at what is in here that might be doing this. Yeah. And that's exactly the conversation to be having. And if you're not sure, then it, if you talk to somebody who might understand the pattern of why that's happening, you know, for, for me, I had, um, I had to give up vegetables for a significant period of time, and which was really hard because I believe in, that vegetables are one of the healthiest things we can do. Right. But my body, had, when I was healing all of my digestive organs, my body was going through a situation where it was having trouble with some properties in the vegetables like oxalates and theols and these sort of little properties. And the list of those, those things, the list of vegetables that have those properties in them is random. So I could eat, for example, garlic, and garlic would make me feel sick, okay. and I didn't know why. And my, my naturopath had said, Heather, every morning you should be having two cloves of garlic and, you know, some psyllium husks and this whole thing. And so I tried that, and I was feeling worse. And you, we think, we oh, it's detox. Let's just keep going. Well, there's a difference between a feeling of your body detoxing and a feeling of, of the food that you're eating making you sick. And we just need to learn to, to distinguish that and to, to have, you know, have people in our lives who can help us, whether they're friends or a coach or a naturopath who can help us understand why it's doing what it's doing into our body. Eventually, we learn to know for ourselves. Eventually, that, that rapport gets reestablished with our body where we know right away what's going on. But in the beginning, sometimes it's like learning any new language. We go and we get to take a class or we learn from somebody near us and eventually we, we become fluent in that language. Yeah. The other thing that uh, I think you mentioned in the book that I would also like to address is the fact that if you have a reaction to something, uh, and I love that you mentioned uh, your naturopath, because if you have a reaction to something, it isn't necessarily a bad thing. And so let me give you an example, or maybe you can comment about this. Um, So, for example, you know, there was a couple of things I started to eat and some herbs I've started to use. And what I found was it started to detox my body. And so my body wasn't reacting to the herb or the green or whatever, you know, what I was. It was it was reacting to the detox. What have you both found about that? And what's the best way, you know, uh, to help people with that? There's an appropriate time to detox, and I think there's an appropriate amount to detox. So, you know, when I, I, when I guide people through detoxing or when symptoms come up, I really try to honor and acknowledge how their life is set up. Or is it a time and space for that to happen? Is that appropriate? Um, and then there's also things that you can take to help the detox. You know, there's really beautiful, um, high-quality clays and soils that when you take them, they actually bind to, um, you know, detoxifying things that are being dumped into your body to help them get out. You know, that's a really good time to do extra minerals, like soak your feet in minerals or even Epsom salt baths. Um, and, and I think it's really important, and Heather spoke to this, to work with people that encourage you to listen to yourself. 
And I know, Dr. Pat, you've, you've given a couple examples of how when you go to the grocery store, you really listen to yourself. You get what your body says, even if you're not sure what to do with it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, to find healers and doctors and people who encourage that in you, because your own wisdom is, is your path. So to not work with people that think that, you know, present that they've got it all figured out and they're the super expert on you, because no one will be. Right. I think that's really important. I want and, to and ask you. And detoxing should be gentle, can be gentle. Yes. And, and, you know, one of the things that you present in the book is a lot of detail about things, uh, you know, about you know, what some things may may do or not do. And so you've got, we've all got to get educated. I want to ask you kind of a different question because I have been, um, you know, curious about this for myself. I, I grew up in a family where I watched my grandmother cook from fresh herbs, everything. And, you know, honestly, grandma never said, oh, honey, this is parsley. You put it in there. You put it in first. Then this is say that she didn't do that. You just watched her and you picked it up. Are there combinations of things that we should be aware of or mindful about? And, and, and the reason I'm asking that is because, you know, my grandmother did have a few tidbits, you know, in her arsenal. I don't know if they were health-wise or taste-wise, but she had a few things where do not put this in with that. And if you do put them together, uh, by the way, do this and cook it first. Now, have you found that in the world of herbs and vegetables, you know, are there any no-nos around that that you could think of? I, th- I found it more from a digestive perspective, you know, what things don't work well together digestively. And, you know, if we want to look at a Thanksgiving dinner, for example, the way we've created it, um, it probably wouldn't have been a bad thing to have the Thanksgiving dinners we see on our plates today if, they all, if it all came from the earth and we had been eating from the earth for a long time and our digestive systems were really strong. But the minute you start having meat with potatoes and you know, sort of starches and proteins when your digestion is already depleted and having a challenge, this is where we start to have people not feeling well. And so, so part of the idea of, it, of even cooking is when we, when we cook a meal, what are we putting in the meal? What are we putting in the pot? Are we putting things that are um, starches and proteins for, for a family that's having trouble digesting? Or are we creating a meal that is easier for the digestive system to handle. Yeah. I think, I think in a lot of cases, it, it, some of it's just taste because sometimes spices just don't go well together and they're not complementary to one another. And other times it's, um, for example, if you take cinnamon and you put it into, an, into a recipe and the person has histamine issues, and histamine is like it's a, it's, a good, it's, it's a good amino acid that does good things in the body and breaks things down, but if if histamine is out of control, we get allergies, we get food intolerance, we get, you know, migraines and other types of symptoms like that. So if, if somebody's sort of on the edge with how they handle histamine and you throw in a ton of cinnamon, oh, there are geez. things you can do to balance it. Fenugreek will bring histamine down. Cardamom will bring histamine down. So th- I think that our ancestors just had this intuitive sense of what would balance. They probably didn't know that it was histamine, but they knew from from... Our taste buds were so much more intelligent when we were eating from the earth because our taste buds would tell us, is this balanced? It's the first place that we taste whether the food is balanced. So home cooks and people who are used to making food from the land could taste things and just know. They would taste the sauce and say it needs a little of this. And that's what that's how we find out how we heal. And each home cook was doing something a little bit different for their family. Families have oftentimes have the same 
health condition because they're eating the same foods and they're living the same lives and they're thinking the same thoughts in many cases. Right. And so the, whoever the home cook was or home cook could have an intuitive sense just by tasting that food, what, what was needed to, to balance it out. Just like you did when you went and got the fennel and yes, you know, yes. when you're looking, you know what you need. And so the home cook was in charge of that. And they were, they were sort of creating a, a soup or a, a loaf of bread or whatever they were creating with that in mind for the family. And they, I don't even think they knew they were doing it. Right. It's just that it was natural. It's second nature to them. You know, I found something interesting in the book, and I would like for you to, I mean, I found so many things interesting. And now you just answered my question. I love cinnamon. I do. I mean, if there was a way, if like cinnamon were a fruit, like you, like an apple, right? If there was like a cinnamon fruit, I would be like eating the cinnamon fruit 24-7. But you know what I've noticed? And I didn't put it together. I put it on apples. I steam apples. I put it in my green drinks. Any opportunity I get, cinnamon is there. But my nose starts to run. And I never pinpointed it to the cinnamon. So I thought it was something else. I mean, it doesn't like, I mean, I don't get crazy or start to, you know, choke or anything. But I found it really interesting. So is that what it is then? Am I having like a little reaction to the old cinnamon? It could be the heat of the cinnamon that's doing it, just like any spicy food makes our nose run. So cinnamon's a hot spice. So it could very much oh. be the heat of that that's doing it. And you could you could maybe, if you love the taste so much, um, maybe mix it with a little cardamom. Oh, yeah, I love that too. Something. Cloves yeah. are kind of hot, but cardamom is not a hot spice. So if you mix, if you sort of mix them up and it, you could even mix them up and put them into a little in a little spice jar and then take that mix and put that on your apples. And that would be a way of sort of taking it down a little bit. You could even if you like coconut butter, you could put a little coconut butter with your uh, with your apple. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Right. So that'll take it down a little bit more. So I think if, if, if you start to balance it out with some other things, then you may find that it's not so much histamine. If you were telling me that you your digestion wasn't well or that you were your nose was running for the rest of the night or, no, no. or your sinuses, you know, then then we would say, OK, that sounds like your body's kicked off an allergic histamine response but what it sounds like is it's just there's so much of it because you love it that it's creating heat (laughs) yeah that'd be me uh interesting hey i have a question for you for those of you out there i mean the book is phenomenal i mean i gotta tell you it there's so much and that's why um i've asked you both to come back you know it's loving yourself to great health thoughts and food the ultimate diet and but i have something really interesting i discovered the second time around And I wanted to ask you about it. In the book, for those of you listening, there's a sample menus and meal options. And I looked at one of the sections in the book. And what I discovered is that as I was reading it, you know, it starts out sample menus for five days. And so it begins with 30 minutes before breakfast, one cup of Louise, Louise's favorite bone broth or veggie broth. Now, I wanted to talk with you about that because... I love broth. And, you know, my friends think I'm nuts that I have broth, like, in the morning. And I wanted to ask you about that because I know it's in here, but I didn't understand what the idea was behind that 30 minutes before breakfast. Do you want to speak to that, Heather, with the gap? I mean, there's the whole... Sure. Yeah. Um, Well... Bone broth um, is, is a, a very healing uh, food. Yeah. And what happens when you take it is you're actually taking in pre, pre-digested, um, pre-digested protein, basically. 
And you're also taking in minerals from the bones of, of the animal that you um, used, whatever the bones were. So you've got minerals from the bones. You've got a protein that's already been broken down. So your body really has no work to do. And when you take that broth in, first of all, you've got all those nutrients with no work. And the second thing that you have is that it actually works to heal and seal the digestive system. And think about why it's doing that. It's got, um, it's got, it's, it's got the amino acids, which rebuilds our, all of the tissues and organs in our body. So we've got the amino acids going in. But we've got the minerals going in, and the minerals are now going into the cells, and the cells are opening the door for the vitamins. So it's healing and sealing that digestive system and, um, and allowing us to, if somebody has leaky gut or they're having a lot of food allergies or things like that, it, it's usually because the small intestine is porous, and so you take it in. The one thing I want to say about bone broth, because I think it's sort of one of those food of the gods kind of things, and it's fabulous for, for everyone, but some people in the very beginning, if their digestive systems are really sort of um, depleted, like mine was, when I would have bone broth, it would be too rich for my body. And this is, again, we go back to listening to our bodies. Now, if I kept drinking it thinking, okay, this, this is just detox and this is good for me and I've got to do it, yeah. I would not have realized that what my body needed was to take a step back. Like Alia was saying, she does with her clients. She honors where the client is in the process. I think when you take a step back... You, you learn that um, there's, there's less rich versions of, of bone broth that you can do called a meat stock where you could uh, just simmer the, the bone broth or simmer the bones for an hour and a half or an hour. But usually it's about an hour and a half, no more than three hours. And you've got a much milder version. So if, you, if, if, if listeners are considering themselves, if you consider yourself a sensitive person, you may want to start with a one-and-a-half-hour uh, simmer and then take that in and see how that feels. And that might be the best place to start. And as your digestive system it starts to heal and seal, you move on to sort of longer simmers. Mm. And then you can get the deep and rich aspects of that bone broth. I love it. What a great show. Um, I wanted to save a minute or two here for the end to ask each of you, um, you know, what would you, what would you like to leave us with? Is there something here that uh, that we've not really gotten to that's like a burning desire for you that each of you would like to share? And thank you again for coming back. Oh, Pat, thank you so much for having us. It's such a treat and your um I love your passion for the subject. Um I think what we want to share with everyone is that on the Hay House website, um uh, we've done some filming for um Thanksgiving and Christmas menus and meals. So there's some really good healthy op- options um, that are really delicious and beautiful and can really be adapted to part of the holiday experience because, you know, what can happen at the holidays is everything gets thrown out the window and we get the smorgasbord effect of, of overeating, not listening to our body, etc. So we're excited to really offer those to everyone. They should be coming out next week. I love on the that. Hay House website. I love that right. because we don't have to give up delicious uh, right. to eat well on the holidays. We really don't. And you guys have provided us. You guys, listen to me. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you guys, including Louise, have provided us with a lot of options. And as a matter of fact. You know, many of them I've taken that, uh, like the asparagus puree, uh, puree that you have, I actually make that cold. And, you know, so there are things in the book that people can adjust to and adapt to. 
And you've really done a brilliant job of making this exciting and fun and easy. So thank you both very much. Thank you so much. We're so glad to have been here. I I think one thing I want to leave people with is that, uh, you know, most we've shifted. The World Health Organization has let us know that we've shifted from infectious diseases to diseases that are lifestyle-based. And, you know, we have all these autoimmune issues and people are so worried about what to do. And we know that that since we're hearing that they're lifestyle-based, we could take that power back into our hands and say if we could love ourselves every day, if we could do loving acts of kindness with ourselves every day and shift our lifestyles into a way that really feels good to us and really honors the body and honors the fact that we're natural beings, I think that we can find health much easier yeah. than we thought it could be. Oh, what a great way to end the show. Thank you so much. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on, and please go check out their websites, everyone. We'll see you next time on the show. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I'm here to rave about my favorite dressing and marinade, Galeos Marinades. As hearty vegetables such as Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, and pumpkin replace the waning fruits of summer on supermarket produce displays. When I want to add that special touch to my fall dishes, I reach for Galeos Miso. Whether it's the Miso Caesar, Dijonet, Ginger Wasabi, and the newcomer, Southwest, I know that I'm going to prepare a fabulous dish. Galeos dressings, which are made with all natural ingredients, have no MSG and are gluten-free and should all be part of a well-stocked kitchen pantry. But perhaps the Miso Caesar adds a special something to Paul's bountiful harvest. The culinary masterminds behind Galeos Miso dressing, chefs Andre and Gordana, have just developed several of their favorite easy-to-prepare and healthy fall recipes that include their Miso Caesar dressing. So visit GaleosCafe.com, that's G-A-L-E-O-S, Cafe.com, for your special fall dish. Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Are you interested in helping others by tapping into something more? Do you want to play a bigger role in the shift that is occurring on the planet? The 111 Activation is an energetic session which has helped many worldwide to quickly transform their lives for the better, to gain greater clarity, experience deeper spiritual connection, and express their soul's truth. You too can learn how to facilitate this powerful energetic activation for your friends, family, and clients even if you have had no previous experience. Please join me, Christine Upchurch, for the 111 Activation Training Seminar in Seattle, November 15th and 16th, to learn a process that is being called expansive, life-changing, and profound. Come be a bigger part of positive change for others. For more information, please visit StellarReflections.com. That's StellarReflections.com. Or call 425-999-9836. 425 Nine 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 eight three six.
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com.